Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. There's something good about when you just say, I, I believe for the favor of God in my life. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Can I interrupt myself for this public service announcement? I, w- I got into this vehicle. This guy happens to be an Uber driver. Um, and uh, I got in and we were, he picked us up from the airport. Uh, and uh, I was listening to the music. And for about the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought to myself, I just, I know that. I know that music, that's, that is Joe Wormuth's music. I said, is that Joe's music? He said, yes, that's Uncle Joe's music. It was Dan Dan. <laughs> In his off time, he Ubers and he, he drives people around. But so that's the, he loves listening to that and he wants to hear it all the time. And so uh, he wants his people who get in that vehicle to hear good music. And I was just relaxing in that vehicle. We're having this conversation. So I just want you to know, Uncle Joe, your music is being played in an Uber vehicle whenever they're picking up people. I thought that was beautiful. This is just my public service announcement. Who doesn't have one of those yet? Okay, come get it, brother. Burris. So you got to have this. Uh, just interrupting my, my message for a second because it was laying in my way on my notes. And so I just thought, uh, give it away. Be a blessing. There you go. May the anointing of Uber driving come upon you. And I don't know. You drive your wife around. That's Ubering. So we, we're no longer making excuses. Now it's out of my way. Number five. Um, listen. One of the things that's a hindrance to the favor of God working in our life is a fixation with insignificant issues. A fixation with insignificant issues. You remember under number four, Moses was making excuses, but God said, no, who's that guy right there by you? Aaron, okay, take him. I mean, every time God wanted something big from people, he just showed them where their their answer, their reward was. So I forgot to tell you that about number four. Number five, Mary and Martha, Luke 10 and 38. Hmm. So uh, one was worshiping and the other one was trying to get the dinner on. One was fixated on there's a whole lot of people to feed and the other one was doing the better part. In other words, Jesus would have been just fine had dinner not been made, but had fellowship been made. So don't fixate on the insignificant issues. Now I know some of you here, you have the gift of hospitality and you're saying, to, but Pastor Dan, it's really hard for people to hear the good words of Jesus when their stomachs are growling really loud. I understand. And you may have to find just the balance in that, but don't fixate on the insignificant issues. Remember an old time preacher, well, an older preacher, he's gone to be with Jesus, but he would tell us, don't shoot at pygmies. Don't let the little things distract you. I thought, don't shoot at pygmies. Those are precious people too. They need Jesus. So anyway, but don't sweat the small stuff. Are you hearing me? Number six, uh, here's another hindrance to walking in favor. Constantly overanalyzing things. 
wasting time and energy on the small matters that are of little importance. Keep your heart and your mind on the main thing. So the Pharisees in Luke 11 and also in Mark 7 were fixated and overanalyzing everything. I love the moment when Jesus had this conversation. The Sadducees and the Pharisees are there and they're trying to catch Jesus in something. And, and Jesus, this is the question they asked. So there was a man and um, he was married and he died. And the, wife, and the wife was alive and she was still here. So according to the law of Moses, the brother's supposed to marry her so that she can have someone to take care of her. So she married the brother and then he died. Man, that's rough. Then the question was, who will be her husband in the resurrection? Well, that was a great spot for Jesus to reveal the hearts of both the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because you see, the Sadducees, who are sad, you see, do not believe in the resurrection. Hence the reason why they're Sadducees. They don't believe. They just believe you live this life and then you're gone. But Pharisees believe in the resurrection. Jesus very clearly said, do you not know the scriptures? Have you not read the word of God? Which is such a slap in a sense because they had already memorized the first five books of the Bible. Yeah, they knew the law of Moses. But there's no marrying or giving in marriage in heaven. So he addressed them very well. <laughs> For those of you at home, there was somebody who cried out, Yay! <laughs> A blessing you did not know was coming. There you go. So, My wife has a hotline to heaven. She called up just the very, during the first year of our marriage, and she told him, listen, um, my husband's going to be living with me for eternity. You can sell or give away his mansion. He won't need it. <laughs> and all I could answer to that was, amen. I want to live with you for eternity. So this very moment, Jesus is dealing with this issue. Uh, a young man there, a scribe and a lawyer, says to him, then, which is, the, which is the greatest commandment? He knows there's a litmus test for Jesus. They all think him a false prophet, but everything this man has heard is that Jesus is a true prophet and perhaps the Messiah. And the response is the Shema. Hear, O Israel, for the Lord our God is one. They begin to hear him say that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that's when the young lawyer, the young scribe says, Ah, oh, you have said very, very well. For that, in fact, is the truth. So he recognized the voice of truth. And then Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is near you. The kingdom of heaven is always near wherever somebody can recognize the truth, the voice of truth when it's speaking. Favor is the anointing of God in your life to speak the truth of God in a moment to bring somebody near to the kingdom of heaven. I love this 
Hole number six, don't overanalyze things. Just let the wisdom of God rise up in your heart. Did I tell you how many that we have to go through? Thirteen, isn't it? Oh, did I tell you it was eight? Okay. So uh, number seven, perfectionism. Uh, Have you noticed that perfectionism forces us to just dabble in things over and over and over again in an attempt to just achieve the impossible? In fact, perfectionism right now is spelled in the Latin. That's the Latin version of perfectionism. (laughs) So don't dabble in it, Pastor Dan. Let it go, Trish. Let it go. So uh, in Saul and and, uh, the Pharisee of Pharisees, in uh, Philippians 3 and 5, do you mind if we just go there? Because there was something really rich about Philippians 3 and 5. So you can see here that if a person wanted to deal with the perfectionism of the law and someone keeping it, the verses even before then, um, and I look at verse 2, beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision, for we are all, we are the true circumcision who worship in, this, in the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Although myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. I was circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to the zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, which is in the law found blameless. He is saying right here, if a man were going to boast that he was like perfect, Paul was saying, there was a time in my life where I I boasted that I was perfect because he perceived himself to have kept all the law. And yet he wants to indicate to us that that did not bring salvation. But whatever things were gained to me, verse 7, to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all these things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And count that but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. He goes on to say, and may, and, and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Paul wanted us to understand that this perfectionism thing will literally just take you out. Number eight, other voices and people. Not everyone thinks big thoughts or even kingdom thoughts. They might judge you, criticize, condemn, complain. They may make words against you that you just think, oh, my Lord. Sometimes these voices are just can sound really loud. But we must not let these words 
kill our big time kingdom thoughts that God has been depositing into your life, especially as you read the word of God. Pastor Cindy started reading the Bible through this year and she has just been enjoying the word wealth that is there. We've been using um, Jack Hayford's um, um, Spirit Life Bible and his handbook and just digging out, mining the wealth that is there. And time after time, as we're reading in the scripture, she can find and we'll talk about how there were words that were spoken, yet God was looking for people who would just keep their mind and their thoughts on him and, and his plan for them. And so Noah in Genesis had to meditate on the things of God. Noah was fought against every day. Every day he was building an ark over a hundred years, he had people running their mouth against him, but he built it anyway to the salvation of he, his wife, his sons, and his daughter-in-laws. And you and I are here. Somebody needs to say, thank you, Noah, because we're here today because of it. We're all descendants of Noah. I know we're descendants of Adam, but we're also descendants of Noah. And one of his three sons is your great, 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 great granddaddy. Are you hearing me? So today we, we have a man who is a picture of just persevering through the words that were spoken against him. And then Job, Lord have mercy. Job had to deal with friends. I mean, with friends like Job's friends who needs enemies. Are you hearing me? In fact, in the end, when God's about to bless Job, God says to these friends, I'm so aggravated and angry with you. I'm of a mind to kill you. So Job is going to offer a sacrifice and pray for you that you might live. You want to know how God behaves towards people who run their mouth against his people, his sons and daughters? In this book of Job, God was not happy with friends who did not understand that God was proving something in Job. Job couldn't see it all, but he knew this, though he slayed me. My God, I know sometimes you feel like you, you're getting a whooping from God, but it's not God. If Job can say he didn't have the benefit of Jesus, he did not have baptism of Holy Spirit, he didn't even have the Bible. But Job had a relationship with God to such an extent that he was able to say, if he, if he kills me, I'm going to be serving him right up until the time he takes my life. And we today who walk in such a gracing of the Spirit of God get frustrated that God's not answered our email as fast as what we would like him to. But I need you to be like Job, who was able to say, if he kills me, I'm going to be serving him right up until the time he takes my life. And that's when God said, that's my boy right there. And then he began to reestablish him. And the blessing of the Lord came on Job. And Job did rise up and sacrifice and give an offering to the Lord and pray for his friends. And they lived by the skin of Job's suffering. And then God gave double for his trouble to Job. I'm just asking you today, you're just going to have to put off the worrisomeness of other people's thoughts. Not everybody's going to think God thoughts like you're thinking God thoughts. That's okay. Just live the God thoughts. Live the big faith thoughts that you're having and watch what God will do. I got one more. Nehemiah 6. Day or after Nehemiah. He is on 
commission from God. He knows if he can get the temple reestablished and worship going, God's presence will come and the enemy will be put at bay. Are you hearing me? If the presence of God is there, we got hope. And so everything Nehemiah was doing is get the temple worship going, get the city safe, get the priests worshiping, the dancers dancing, get everybody in the right place, and God will show up in Israel again and will no longer be a byword in the mouth of all these witnesses and people out here. And here comes Sambalat and Tobiah, and they accused him of all kinds of things and said all kinds of stuff, sent him a letter. It was one of those letters. Letters, you know, that's delivered by special delivery. What do you call that? UPS, I don't know. And so they delivered it to him and they said, come down to the valley of oh no. And we're going to have ourselves a conversation. You know, you, you know immediately when you're invited to go to the place of oh no, you shouldn't go to oh no. And he didn't go. He said, he sent back a, a letter to me. He said, I don't have time to come off the wall and have a conversation with you for I'm doing a great work right here. See, big thoughts, kingdom thoughts. God has favor for people who stay with the plans that he has for them. Big thoughts, big plans. God has a plan for your life. Stay on the wall. They had something to get built, and so they were going to get it done, and they did. He had to deal with that old Tobiah a couple times, but y'all look at your name and say, tell Tobiah to go home. <laughs> Please don't name your child Tobiah. <laughs> so kingdom thinking activation points. I will meditate on the word of God and think big. I'm going to have faith eyes. Someone say faith eyes. And remember on, the, on, the, on Mother's Day and the women had the big old glasses. They had faith eyes on. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have faith ears. And I'm going to have faith acts. You know, faith is a fact, but faith is also an act. I act on my faith. I act on my faith. I don't have time, but I, I got to tell you, I like, I got some good stories on that. I will proclaim the word of God over my life, my family, my assignments. This morning when I got up, it came on me. I was walking from my bedroom into the, to the restroom to start getting ready. And when I, when I was walking that direction, it came on me and I, oh, favor, there's favor on the people of God. And I started naming names, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, I was naming names. Some of y'all are in here right now. I didn't get through the whole list. But as the unction for the function, I just started naming names. I named my wife. I didn't say God get her. I just said God bless her. I named my sons and my daughter-in-law. I was naming my brothers. I was naming people in this house I'm looking at right now. I said, bless them with favor. God, let your favor overtake them today. Let them shine. I'm so bright today when they're at their place of work. People are going to look at them and go, what is it about you? And you're going to look at them and go, my daddy loves me. Such a good place for you, Joe, but rest tonight right there where you're at. I'm going to think big kingdom thoughts. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Say to your neighbor these words, I press toward the goal. Tell them I press toward the goal. Oh, it's up there for us. Thank you. Brandon got these notes at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Um, 
552, all right? Or 58, I think, actually. So God bless Brandon. All right, say it with me. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if... That's really good, isn't it? That if I'm having thoughts that aren't big thoughts, kingdom thoughts, faith thoughts, God will reveal it to us. Look at this. Still my prayer. Holy Spirit, govern me. Guide me. Ground me and grow me. Guard me. Glorify Jesus in and through me. Empower me to give Jesus to my world. That's favor. When you pray that, you're asking God for favor in your life to bless another person. Would you stand to your feet with me tonight? I actually got through all these notes. I know it took me a while. Thank you, Pastor Cindy. You know, when my wife says, honey, that was a good word, that's all the accolades I need. Now, if you all tell me I'm going to thank you and I'm going to appreciate it, I really am. If it helps you, that's good. But when she says, honey, where were you going with that? <laughs> that's when I say, stick with me, baby. I'm still learning. I mean, I've been, I've been preaching for 43 years now, so I think I'm going to make a career of it, and I'll get somewhere with this thing. So listen, um, I, one of the things I want to say right here in this moment is that we have partnered with a ministry that is rescuing children and young people out of trafficking and slavery. Uh, and I'm so delighted uh, to have an opportunity to empower them. So those kids are, have been, the ones that have been rescued are, are in these homes and they make these greeting cards and these greeting cards that they make, um, we have a bunch of them. I have hundreds of them. If I run out or if you need more or different ones, run over to journey canvas and she's got a whole bunch of them there too. And you can listen, they got an amazing bookstore and the best coffee. So listen, go there. But if you, if you would like some of these Two for five, five for ten. And what we did is we've already, we have already bought all that we have. We bought them. And so if you buy them, then you're replenishing, you know, our, our resources and that. But we felt like we wanted to make a difference. This is favor. This is a picture of favor. They were told they would never amount to anything. They would never succeed. All you're good for is making us money. But God rescued them. And he put them in a place where they would be safe and they're being fed. And we want them to have resources to be able to do something with their life. But they didn't, they didn't beg. They found a way to empower what they were being set free from. So they make these cards. It's just two of them. You see the story on the inside. And I think for most of them, their name is on the inside too. You can see on a little piece of paper. I just thought to myself, when you and I think in terms of big thoughts and what can God do? Favor. I am not in a ditch. You are not in a ditch. God has blessed you. He has blessed you with abilities and skills. And these kids have got a, they're making these things and it's a blessing to what they're doing. And they're going to, they're getting an education and they're not going to be left in such a horrible situation. And so I just bless them today. Lord, give them more favor. And so, you know, I just, um, who needs some Jody? I'm going to give these to you. I don't know if you have them, but this is for you. You can have these two. If you don't want those two trade in 
for two other ones that's in there if you want to. Whatever ones you want, I bless you. Um, she writes beautiful things. So I just say to you that favor looks good on you. It attracts people to your father. So we're not going to let these hindrances stop us from having kingdom thinking and orientation in our life. We're going to walk out this thing with boldness. Now, just if there's a person near you uh, or if they're not even close, just find someone you can cast your eyes at and just speak these words over them. Help me bless them and say, I declare the favor of God on your life. Hmm. You have an authority to do that. Tell them. Your best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Here's one principle. The light of the light of God and his gospel is getting brighter and brighter as we approach the day. According to scripture, your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you. When you were in your twenties, you had a strength to do things that um, you don't have. Maybe now if you're my age about to turn 60, but I have wisdom I know how to find four 20-year-olds instead of one 60-year-old and move mountains a lot faster. Are you hearing me? Have wisdom. I can, or I see the gold and the silver in their life, and I call that forth. You have eyes to see, ears to hear what God is saying today. You are speaking favor over your own life. And I'm just going to tell you this morning, I got so excited when I did that. Then I was driving down the road. You know, 7th Street's got an unction for the function. I started prophesying over people when I was on 7th Street. And then I missed my turn and had to turn down a different road just to get to Webb City. Who'd have thunk it was going to be a difficult time to get to Webb City? But when I turned past Frisco Church, I turned my hand when I go by Frisco Church and said, Oh, God, I started prophesying over that church. I said, Lord, let there be increase. You see, once you start stirring up favor and you start praying over people, every time you see a house of worship and a house of prayer, a house of the word, you want to bless it. I said, let Frisco house. I mean, just, you see what I'm saying? I was cognizant. I was aware. I had a kingdom orientation to think in terms of who do we need to speak a blessing over or pray increase over do that let the lord do that in your life i'll say this i am strong the bible said let the weak say i'm strong and let the strong say i'm stronger are you hearing what i'm saying i am strong i'm stronger the lord in the power of his might hmm. i'm thinner than i was I am full gospel, just less full than I was. Are you hearing me? But there was some work done at that. But I realized I had to stop saying things like negative talk. I had to start saying things like I'm moving towards the healthy zone. Are you hearing me? Then I found myself, as I spoke those things, when I went to reach for that fork because I saw a suite that was available, I just said to myself, self, you don't need that right now. Why? Because I was putting favor in my mouth concerning my life. Now, I have not written off sweets altogether. Let me just tell you right that. But I've learned that moderation is good. And I, you know, my, my weakness is bread. Anybody here like bread? I know you're about to get out of here. Bread. You know, it's biblical. The bread of heaven. You know, we're supposed to eat. Jesus multiplied the bread. But he didn't do it for one person to eat all of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I just know that God likes cinnamon rolls. He created cows that give us milk that churn butter. He gave us cinnamon 
And okay, so I don't want to go there because someone's about to sin tonight. But I just say to you tonight, when you leave this place, I want you to walk out of here with favor on your mind. And I want you to release favor. Favor is for releasing. And if you release it, you increase or multiply the favor you have in your life. You can't lose it if you give it. So just extend, extend favor to people. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.